All right. So Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. This is different. Are you guys okay? Yeah. We're just going to keep flowing. Okay. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. This is a rhema word. This is scripture. But this is a rhema word over us in this season. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. As I read this last night, I I just uh, saw this desert land becoming oasis. And this is what he's doing. He's bringing us from the wilderness into the promised land in this season. And though it's been prophesied over us that we would co-labor with him in praying it into being. And so this is, this is what God is bringing us into. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Lord, I pray rivers in the desert. I pray your, your leadership, you taking us by the hand and leading us into your blessing. Lord, I believe it's, it's, it's revival. It's uh, a, 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 a spiritual movement where we are are moved into your presence, into your arms. I believe it's, it's a great revival of the Father's love, of the truth of Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I don't think it just has to be one. I pray for all of it. Lord, I pray the spirit of fire would break out and we would experience you in the coming days in a way that man has not known. Not because we want to be better, but because... We want all of what you would do. And we don't want to settle for anything less. So Lord, you're moving us into this new season. And Lord, I I just pray, come with the blessing. Come with the blessing that you promised. I don't say that to give false expectation. We don't know what God is going to do. But Lord, I I, I partner with you in, in bringing what you want to bring. So Lord, thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. A godly, righteous person. This is Proverbs 21, 12. I felt this revelation this morning as I read this text. So I'm just going to just share with you. A godly, righteous person has the ability to bring the light of instruction to the wicked, even though he despises what the wicked does. Now, it's interesting when, when a lot of... I shouldn't say... When I think of a wicked person sometimes. I don't, actually, I don't do this very often anymore, but I used to really get tied up in them being defined by wickedness. But I really felt like this morning the Lord was reminding me and wanting me to share that it is our blessing that we get to come alongside every person and reveal the light the revelation of Jesus Christ to them. And I think one of the biggest things he wanted me to share was that my potential to be wicked is just as great as their potential to be righteous. We, I'm no different than them. Without the revelation of Jesus Christ, they are no different from me. We, we are the same. But Jesus has changed it for me. And he can change it for them. And so that we would come with humble hearts, addressing our fellow image bearers, even though they may be wicked. I am, I am no different than them. And honor them. 
and speak to them of the light of Christ. This is a part of what we get to do, what we get to pray toward as intercessors. And I believe the Lord's going to do a a salvation work, an evangelistic work in Orlando. All right, Matthew 10, 7, and 8. As you go, this is Jesus telling His disciples, telling us, as you go, heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. I'm going to read that again. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. When was the last time you touched heaven's realm? When was the last time you felt like it was accessible to touch? We can touch it anytime. We can receive it anytime. Okay. You must continually, this is his call to us, you must continually bring healing to the lepers, to those who are sick, and make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. This is our calling. This isn't like, oh man, I hope I can grow to become that someday. This is what He's released in each of us. And a part of us as intercessors is unlocking this and and letting His kingdom flow through our hearts and our lives. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. Do we believe we receive the power of the kingdom? You have. You have. You've received the power of the kingdom. I've received it. And we get to release it. All right. Uh, So do not fear. This is Isaiah 41, 10 through 13. So do not fear, for I am with you, God says. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. We're talking about the enemy now. He's got nothing on God. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Woo! That's what the enemy comes against. We have bigger weapons. He's with us. Okay. Uh, Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. This is what's going to happen in Orlando. Excited. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. He is the Lord. The Lord is with us. Nothing can be against us. And He is with us. Speak courage into you, friends. I speak courage. The life of Christ. The hope of Christ. The strength of Christ. Okay, Revelation 12, 10 and 11. Talked about this a little earlier. Then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And they triumphed over Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. 
I believe when we embrace the Gospel to the extent that God calls us to, it's not a question of, oh man, will I give my life for the Lord? It's on a whole different level of life and love for our Savior as He reveals His love for us that He fills us up so much with it that there's no question about death or life. It's all Jesus. It doesn't matter. And so I just want to speak that nature over you that defies the American dream, that defies comfort. And so I just come against comfort in the name of Jesus. Be gone from this house, from this team, this, this spirit that, that treasures comfort. And Lord, I pray that you would bless each one with everything they need. Pray you'd bless them with abundance, exceedingly more. But Lord, I pray more so that you would bless each one with you, with all of you, with your love that uh, overflows and overcomes and overwhelms with the vision of the true God of, of all creation, the God of the Bible, that once we get Him and, and begin to grow in that, there is something that is so exuberant that it, it doesn't matter whether you call us to live or die. Lord, I pray that Christ would be in all, overcoming all. Oh God, thank you. Pray this in Jesus' name. All right, so now I'm going to read Isaiah 61. Now, if you have the um, uh, handbook that I sent you um, in the email, if you would open that up, that's the first page right after the contents page. And I'm reading from that translation, the um, Passion Translation, so it'd be better to follow along there. All right, the mighty spirit of the Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me. Because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives, you are free. And to tell prisoners, be free from your darkness. Now this is the prophecy that Jesus read in the temple, in his ministry. But this is just as much about us as it is about him. For all the authority and the kingdom that He embraced and received, He gave to us. This is our calling as well. God be glorified for making us co-heirs with Him. Verse 2, I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on His enemies to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those who, those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, the mantle of joyous praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness. Now, as we talked about Wednesday, trees in the Old Testament stand for the spirit of a person. And so he's talking about a mighty oak being this huge tree. Now, an oak for them was one of the bigger trees they knew of in the Middle East. And so he's talking about the largest trees 
the, the, the most abundant trees. And that's what he's calling us, that we are mighty oaks of righteousness. It is righteousness that makes us mighty oaks. Uh, we're planted by Yahweh as a living display of His glory. You're a living display of His glory. He says this about us. They will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated. They will renew ruined cities and desolate desolations of past generations. And so in many ways, this, this, this is a lot of what we've seen in visions. I, 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 don't, I, I feel like this is one of the things the Lord gave me is that one of our main uh, focuses as an intercessory team is going to be rebuilding what the enemy has torn down and what the enemy has stolen, that we are called to rebuild for the kingdom, to tear down their strongholds and to rebuild kingdom strongholds. So they're going to rebuild, renew ruined cities and desolate, desolations of past generations. Verse 5, foreigners will be appointed to shepherd your many flocks. Strangers will cultivate your fields and tend your vines. But you will be known as priests of Yahweh and called servants of our God. You will feast on the wealth of nation and revel in their riches. Because because you received a double dose of shame and dishonor, you will inherit a double portion of endless joy and everlasting bliss. So I just want to encourage us with this, and I believe it's encouragement. As warriors for the kingdom, which is what intercessors are in part, um, it's, it's not always going to be easy. And I, I, I believe we need to know that. We need to know that, um, and I'm, I'm just going to share, be honest with you, as we're seeking to launch this ministry that I believe is um, going to be a part, one piece of what God is going to do to shake the ground and move in Orlando, um, and, and, and I believe it, it's going to be a movement of the Lord. It's going to be wonderful. Um, but as we do this, there's no coincidence that both my mom and my mother-in-law recently found out they got cancer, you know, and they're, they're fighting through this thing. And my mom, mother-in-law just had surgery this last week and Melissa's staying with them and you know, and so, and we're juggling where, where the kids are and how to, you know. And so it's, it's of course the enemy's going to attack. Of course the enemy doesn't want breakthrough to happen. The dark is always, uh, the, the night is always darkest just before the dawn. It seems like this is a reoccurring theme in, in my life that just when God's bringing breakthrough, the enemy knows it, feels it in the spirit, and he throws everything he's got at us. So it's coming. This beautiful breakthrough is coming, and I know it. And so this, what, what we face, what we will face in coming days is we face down specific princes of darkness or specific territorial whatevers. They're going to try to throw things at us. But because of the grace of God and because of His power, He will overcome, and not only that, He will bring blessing upon us. There's this strange uh, tension, I believe, between as the enemy rises, his, the Lord's blessing will rise. And, and it even says it in this passage. 
And so at the same time that we're going to be facing this darkness, we're going to be facing even greater blessing. (laughs) And I think we're going to see it uh, uh, in a spiritual sense, which is most important, but we're going to see it in a physical sense. I believe our bodies will experience physical health the more we're aligned in health with the Lord. And we're going to experience it financially too. And I'm not trying to say he owes us anything. He doesn't. I just think it's a part. It's like this one thing. He just blesses everything when he blesses. You know? and, and that's what we're doing. We're aligning with him. And his favor will pull her out. So, okay. Verse 8. For I, Yahweh, love fairness and justice, and I hate stealing and sin. I will rightly repay them because of my faithfulness and enter into an everlasting covenant with them. Thank you, Jesus, for the everlasting covenant you've made with us, giving us the power to align with you, to walk with you. Lord, thank you bringing us into relationship with you. Their seed will be famous among the nations, their descendants the center of attention of the people. All who see them will recognize that they are the seed that Yahweh has blessed with favor. All who see them will recognize that they are the seed that Yahweh has blessed with favor. I think sometimes we we tend to recognize and embrace the the hard passages, the ones that bring uh, conviction. But so many times we look at these things and for one reason or another, we just kind of don't give them a second glance. But these are just as true as the ones that give us conviction. Mm -hmm. We don't want to sidestep the conviction. That brings us closer to the Lord. But we also don't want to sidestep the blessing that he speaks over us because that brings us closer to alignment. All of it. You know, so I just want to continually bring these things up. I will, this is verse 10, we're almost done. I will sing and greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My whole being vibrates with shouts of joy. Ah! (laughs) For he has dressed me with salvation and wrapped me in the robes of his righteousness. I appear like a bridegroom on his wedding day, decked out with the beautiful sash or like a radiant bride adorned with sparkling jewels. I just want you guys to, to imagine this. Your wedding day. The joy that you feel in your heart. The excitement. The newness. That that is what it is like in increasing measure as we grow in our relationship with the Lord. For He is the great bridegroom. And when we uh, uh, see Him for who He is and begin to thank Him for all that He has done and begin to, to step into, wow, He truly is blessing me. He truly is Uh, 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 given me grace and showered me with His love and we begin to open our eyes to to His wonder and His grace, man, there's this different thing that wells up that sees Him in a different light and rejoices before we complain and and begins to become exuberant in in this, the wonder of our King and we can't wait to to get into His throne and fall before His feet and, and look upon His majesty. And I believe we can do that just as much now as we will in heaven. All we have to do is, Lord, I'm going to imagine You in Your throne. And uh, I, I just put myself there. 
a lot of times, and, and he'll take us there. So if we can, let's just do that. Let's go to the throne room. You are the bridegroom, Lord. We are your bride. I pray that you would minister to every heart right now as only the bridegroom could. That you would speak right now to every heart. As you you are picturing it, if you would, just put yourself in the throne room of heaven at the feet of Jesus. I see this some stairs that lead up to the throne, almost like an altar. And I see this bright and shining throne. And what makes it shining is Jesus who's sitting on it. And as we kneel there at the altar of heaven, what is he saying to you? Just take a moment and listen. the beauty of your splendor, Lord. Um, I pray that you would bless each person here that first and foremost, before the battle, before anything, we would fall madly, deeply, fully in love with the Almighty God. And that out of that relationship, we would be able to do battle. For without that relationship, without you being first and the end and everything else in between, we we're not able to battle. And Lord, I just pray uh, the blessing of heaven, the blessing of the bridegroom. I pray in these days that there would be a renewed and increasing measure of joy and life in each relationship with you. That you would grow us up in the joy of the Lord, for that is our strength. Lord, I pray you would grow us up in the discipline, but also the uh, ability to intentionally thank you often, to reside in a heart of gratitude that leads to a heart of praise that brings us face to face with the Lord. Lord, that we may live in that place face to face with you. For out of this heart of praise, the celebratory praise, you're so close You're right there. You're so easy to speak to. Like Adam and Eve in the garden. You're just right there. Communion is so close. The kingdom, we can touch it. So Lord, I pray you'd make the kingdom so palpable, so so, uh, uh, easy for us to grasp as we come into union with you in these days. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, in, in verse 11, in the same way, the earth produces its crops. The seeds spring up in a garden. So will the Lord Yahweh cause righteousness and praise to blossom before all the nations. Lord, bless the reading of your word. Okay. Praise God. Thank you for doing that with me. It's a little different. All right, so I'm just going to start um, going through some of what's in the manual there. If you go to the next page, um, it's a, just a vision, two visions that I had for our intercessors. Um, one is to each individual, and the other one is to the team. Um, and, and the one to the team actually came three or four months ago, um, where he gave me this vision. And so actually, it's, it's second on the page, but I'm going to read it first. But I saw an elite warrior unit. This team is a team of men and women who are simultaneously trained assassins, kingdom priests, and kingdom fortress builders. As assassins, we're trained to take down the enemy together. Not separate, not one at a time, but together. We work as a unit. Uh, We're much stronger together than we could be apart. As kingdom priests, we hear the voice of God and carry out his word. As kingdom fortress builders, we replace the enemy's strongholds with kingdom strongholds. And so that's uh, the vision the Lord gave me for our team. Um, Now, I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm a little less untethered today. I think a lot of times when I'm around people, even Christians, um, I I feel like, okay, are they going to be able to hear my unfiltered? Are they, what, what, what will it seem like to them? And I think there's a passage in first Corinthians where Paul, uh, is talking about how, um, uh, he, he, I forget the actual passage. I should have looked it up, but, um, I've taken it to mean that he would kind of become all things to all people um, in the sense of, okay, if, if they can only take this much, then I'll, I'll only give them that much, you know. But um, today I'm untethered and just letting it flow because I believe we are a group of uh, mighty warriors who we have to we have to let that happen among us. We have to let the spirit flow. Now, for me, this is freedom. And I'm just like, ah, oh, like I can let it out, you know. But um, for us, we have to feel that way. We have to feel free together. And we have to be able to uh, let the spirit be unleashed and released in the environment in, in intercessory prayer. And this, this is a part of what, what we're called to do. And so thank you for being who you are so I can be free. Ah, oh, man. I love it. Okay, so to every intercessor, this is the vision God gave me for you. You are an elite warrior. Hear me. This is you. Strong and courageous. Wise and shrewd. You are cunning to a righteous extent. You are gentle as a dove. You are trained and battle ready. 
In your eyes I see a person who is supremely confident, free and wild as the heart of your king. I see love and honor radiate from your countenance. I see, a, I see a person empowered to take back the land the Lord has given and step uh, in every step in every step you take. I wrote that wrong. But yeah. Um, so just like with Joshua, in Joshua 1, I think it's 1, 2, or 3, he tells Joshua, every place you put your foot, I'm going to give that to you. And that's what I was trying to communicate. So this is what the Lord is giving to us. Um, I see a giant slayer in you. This is who you are in the Lord. This is who you are in the power of His might. You are humbled before the Lord, but filled to overflowing with His Spirit and power. So uh, some of you may feel like, it doesn't feel like me. But what I've learned about the Lord is in my life, He speaks destiny over me. Before my back was healed, um, uh, uh, the guy who prayed that it would be healed and and it was healed, he told me, he said, hey, I hear the Lord saying strong back over you. And at the time, I was going to the chiropractor twice a week, every week. It was just this degenerative thing. It was getting bad. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the opposite of where I'm at right now, but... (laughs) And he's like, well, I think God wants to heal your back. And so he prayed, and my back was healed, and my, my, my feet, one of my feet, like, grew out, and it was, it was crazy. And, um, and this is what God does. He speaks destiny over us. He doesn't speak according to how we feel about ourselves. He doesn't speak according to what we think we are. He speaks according to what he sees. And so I just call, if there's anything in there that you don't feel like, has come out in you. That's okay. I call it to rise up in the name of Jesus. For this is who you are. All right, so at the bottom of that page, I have a little uh, intercessory leader chart. Um, And uh, that's just kind of giving us a bird's eye view of kind of where we we are in in the leadership. uh, uh, Yeah, chart. So God... Is, is all our leader, of course. And uh, lead pastor is Tim. He leads our church. And oh my goodness. I'm, I, anyone who's spent much time with that guy, you know he loves the Lord and he loves people. And we are so blessed mm-hmm. to have a pastor with his heart. Yeah. Not a heart that uh, seeks his own or that is, is prideful. It is a heart that is willing to do whatever the Lord would call him to do. And I'm honored to serve and to follow him. And so um, just bless. And, and Pastor Christine, is our, one of our executive pastors, is the same. She is my boss. Uh, she is different gifts than Pastor Tim. Um, uh, oh, the wisdom of that woman. Wow. I, I, I have never, and I'm just being honest, I've never had a direct oversight that is so capable in leadership and wise to lead. And I am blessed that she is my leader. And so anyways, um, those are our leaders. And then it's Pastor Valdemir and me that are leading the uh, uh, intercessory team. And um, I'm going to talk more about Pastor Valdemir here in just a little bit. But this is um, uh, kind of the the leadership um, structure. structure. Yeah, I can't think of the word. Thank you, Kim. Gosh, (laughs) good at that. Um, 
So, any questions about that? We good? Okay. Four. It is. It is. Woo. The Lord has blessed us. Um, so next page, four branches of prayer ministry within Illuminate Church. Um, uh, Pastor Valdemir brought this to light, and I just thought it was it was beautiful. He's like, "What? We need to be able to see, you know, what the uh, what our prayer ministry looks like." And I was just like, "That is so wise." Um, so uh, I think it is gets kind of cloudy, kind of murky. Okay, what's the difference in our prayer team and our encouragers? What's the difference with that and our Wednesday night prayer meeting and you know, all that stuff. So just wanted to communicate that and talk through anything that might be muddy to us right now. All right. Our encouragers ministry, the main goal of our encouragers is uh, for each encourager to follow the Holy Spirit in caring and praying for each person the Lord leads them to. So um, our design for how how the Lord led us to do this is really our encouragers would have the opportunity to become biblical encouragers as they grow. And so we have this foundational belief that we cannot help people, but God can, but that he desires to co-labor with us to help people. That by his leadership, there is no one he can't help. And that if we step into every Every meeting with a person, whether it be an encouragers meeting, biblical encouragers, if we believe he can do it and we're looking to him, then he will help this person. Um, so that, that is really the undergirding for every encouragers, what we try to uh, train our encouragers to do. We train them to hear from the Lord and to follow whatever the Lord would say or do in, uh, in, in that prayer meeting. And not just for Sunday mornings. We seek to, to train our encouragers to do this in their lives every day. And so this is what our encouragers ministry is. It's not the same as the prayer team. Um, we have people who are encouragers that are also on the prayer team but and vice versa, but they're, they're not necessarily all of them uh, are on the same. Yeah, some of them aren't on the prayer team. So our prayer team is more people who are praying for the prayer requests we receive from the church body. So you guys know we have our church email, uh, uh, well, the prayer email. It's like a, uh, you go to illuminate.church forward slash prayer and you can make a request. <clears throat> that comes to our email, prayer at illuminate.church. And um, so our prayer, uh, those who oversee that are Kim Linaway, and um, Tim Fedor, and they disseminate those prayer requests to our prayer team. And really, the prayer team is focused on praying for the prayer requests that come in. So it's, it's not, uh, we'll get into what's different about that and intercessory prayer in a little bit, but um, it is, it's, it's different. Their main focus is individual people and requests. So, awesome. Wednesday night, prayer meetings. Um, our main goal is to follow the Holy Spirit in prayer and worship as he leads. Um, now, just like with encouragers and biblical encouragers, our, one of our biggest agendas is to be intentional and in not just letting the Lord lead through that night, but training people so that we're intentionally following the Lord in that meeting and in life. 
you know? So this is like a reoccurring theme. HBO is a reoccurring theme, which it'll come up in a little bit again. But this is central to what we're doing in Illuminate Church. Uh, if, if you read our manual, our, um, what's it called? Yeah, field guide. Field guide, thank you. Kim, you're great at this game. I, I just, I just think that, you know, you just fill in the gaps here. Um, yeah, if you read our field guide, uh, this is very important to the heart of what we're seeking to do and what we're after is hear, believe, obey. And this is what we um, practice in that Wednesday night prayer meeting. But basically, we go where the Lord wants us to go. And then um, uh, the last hour, we, we pray for people who are, are there. That's been the model so far. It could change. We don't know what the Holy Spirit will do, you know, but uh, that, that tends to be kind of where we've come from in that way. Love what God's doing in that Wednesday night prayer meeting. So that doesn't necessarily have to do with the prayer team, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with the intercessory team. So, awesome. Intercessory team. The main goal of our Illuminate Church intercessory team is to set up God-appointed meetings between our church and the greater Orlando and greater Orlando with God. I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Also, our goal is to win the strategic spiritual war in our church and in greater Orlando. All right. So um, this is what we're going to get into a strategic vision in just a moment, but really that's what we're, we're like this army, we're this unit, this military force of prayer warriors, but we are also these kingdom builders. And so we're like this building team, this construction team for the kingdom, but we're also this, this uh, uh, assassin team for the kingdom, getting it for Jesus. Now, what we will be praying for is much more directive it's much more pointed and focused but it's it's broader um, in many ways um, it'll have to do with separate branches of the ministry and um, it'll have to do with Orlando um, and we've also added the fivefold ministry to our directive so let's just get into the vision there and I'm just going to give the macro the the big picture and then pastor Valdemir is going to Give us the um, the micro version, the, the more tune in. Yeah. I just want to ask something. The, is there a difference? I maybe mean, I misunderstood. Biblical encouragers and prayer encouragers. No, yes, so there is. There, there yeah, is. Okay. is there no. Different? Thank you so okay. much for making that. So, um, for all those who want to be biblical encouragers, you have to become an encourager and go through the steps to become an encourager in order to become a biblical encourager. So you go through the steps to become an encourager, and then there's a whole separate training for biblical encouragers. So biblical encouragers, average time I would say I spend on a Sunday morning as an encourager with a person is maybe five to ten minutes, right? As a biblical encourager, uh, average session I would say is an hour and a half to two hours. You know, what, so what does that look like though? Yeah. Is that like a meeting in the, your office or usually yeah. we'll meet in, in my office. Um, and that's kind of what uh, Melissa designed it for was just kind of a, a safe place. But um, I, I try to train people one, always HBO, and, and this is like a whole separate training. But um, try to do this in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, HBO is it over 
Oh, it supersedes everything. Okay. So hear, believe, obey. If God leads you to do and, and speak or lead in a way, then that is where he wants you to, to go. But I, I train people in seven steps to biblical encouragement. And uh, one is introduction, you know. Then you move into more of uh, let me hear what the Lord's doing in, in your heart. Let me hear, hear what, what is happening. What are you struggling with? You hear them as you're hearing them. You listen to the Lord. You listen to what he's saying. Then before you share what the Lord's put on your heart for their, their struggle, you empathize with them. Empathy is the gateway, the bridge to uh, healing in their life. If you don't empathize with them, they, they can't receive what, what you're going to share with them. So um, you empathize. You, you make sure they know you, you understand. You love them. You're with them. You move into uh, what the Lord has shared. Now, there's a number of ways the Lord has shown me that he um, actually shares uh, in, in, those, in those situations. Sometimes it's uh, to actually share with them what he's put on my heart. A lot of times, more than not, it's him leading them to hear it. And so me helping, coming alongside them, leading them through, hey, we're going to listen to the Spirit. And that's the biggest thing I could do in the biblical encouragement is introduce them to the voice of God. And um, it's crazy how when uh, the Lord gets involved in those meetings, someone came in expecting some good advice and they leave with this supernatural experience with the Lord and him really doing a deeper work in their life. So anyways, we, we go deeper into the nature of forgiveness and, and teaching on that, the nature of uh, some of the main things that attack our root identity. We talk a lot about root identity um, and whether it's bitterness or anger or uh, addiction or all these other things. And we talk about, okay, what is God's identity and our identity that we speak into that place that attacks that root so anyways, that's, that's just a separate training that um, if you are interested in becoming a biblical encourager, uh, Anne-Marie has gone through the training, and she's, uh, she's uh, pretty much at the end of that. But um, anyways, that's, that's out there. That's the difference, though. Encouragers get mainly a basic, uh, and I say basic. Uh, there's nothing basic about as we grow on Wednesday nights together and the, the spirit moves but through the training we give it's a basic understanding of hearing God and 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 leading people to minister to them does that make sense yeah so okay. can we ask you stuff later then about it absolutely okay we'd love to have a conversation about that yeah. were you gonna say something Katie okay any other questions about the four branches of prayer ministry here no all right um so our strategic vi uh, vision for intercessory team on a macro level is one, to pray for each branch of ministry. Um, we want to team at least two people, um, but hopefully as the team grows, we'll have more than two people for each branch of ministry. Um, and Pastor Valdemir will dig more into this a little later, but uh, we haven't picked who's going to be on the team yet. We wanted to see who's going to be on the team and then pray through and uh, partner oh. people up. Um, and so, so anyways. So we're not automatically on the team right now? Are we 
on the intercessory team? Yeah. No, you are. Oh, you okay. are. I'm okay. saying like we haven't <laughs> I mean, prayed about who's going to be partnered with each branch of ministry yet. So I apologize if I miscommunicated that. Um, but we will. We're going to pray about that in the coming days. So far, we have about 18 on our team. Um, but I think there's at least 30 people that really want to be involved. It's just ah, cool. getting them to respond to emails and such. I might be the Navy SEALs part, branch. You want to be the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> Green Beret. Okay. Green Beret. Green Beret. Because I want to be in the branch of military. Like, that's what I'm Yeah. Yeah. He's like assassins. You guys are awesome. So when I say branch of ministry, what I mean is like discipleship, children's ministry, uh, executive staff. So I'm talking about the branches of ministry in Illuminate Church. And uh, that we'll have at least two people. It, it, that's a totally, I, I didn't even think that that would be misunderstood, but that's a really good thought. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about, that we're going to approach every branch of Illuminate's ministry with at least two, probably more prayer warriors that pray into that branch of ministry. And, uh, and really... Um, attack what the enemy would try to do, but also come alongside the ministry leaders okay. and, and build up, pray into and build up what they're going after. Okay. Okay? So there's this, this simultaneous attacking of the enemy and the building up of, of what, what the kingdom is doing in that branch of ministry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because what I said before was not making sense. I want to be the Navy SEAL. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarity is important. Um, okay, so number two, as far as macro vision, God's restoration in Illuminate Church and Greater Orlando. So when I say Greater Orlando, I mean Metro Orlando you know, Sanford and Davenport and Celebration, Orlando, uh, Winter Park, Winter Haven, all the winters, you know, and uh, just all, all the places that are kind of around here. So I'm talking about greater Orlando, this area, um, as we prayed about it, um, Pastor Christine was just, I was like, is there a specific location? Do you want us to like focus on uh, reunion or whatever? And she's like, no. It, it's the greater Orlando area. And so I was like, that's what God put on my heart too. So, okay. you know. And so um, really excited about that. It's, it's a big space, but I believe there's something about it that the Lord doesn't want us to cut it up. He wants us to, he wants us to approach the, the whole thing. So um, we're, as, as I said before, we're going to be approaching it as, okay, Lord, give us discernment in what's happening in the spirit. In, in the spirit realm in the greater Orlando area. Um, and uh, Pastor Valdemir, he has uh, lots of stories about like what, yeah. what he's done in an intercessory prayer in the past with this kind of stuff. But um, we're going to be asking for discernment. We're going to come against the enemy, but we're also going to be building simultaneously um, in, in kingdom, kingdom building. And what I mean by that isn't like actual building. Um, besides the church building, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, spiritually building what the Lord would call us to pray into and declare and, and prophetically act in 
the greater Orlando area. So, okay. Number three is activating the five-fold ministry within Illuminate Church. Who knows what the five-fold ministry is? Okay, so what's the five-fold ministry? Pastors. Pastors. Apostles. Apostles. Say it louder. Say it, say it louder. Pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers. Hey, all right. So this is a part of what we want to pray is activated within our church. There, and, and one of the best books I've ever read about this is Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. If you haven't read it, I just encourage you. It would be a good one to listen to. Um, I, I like to listen to books sometimes. But, um, what is his name? What? Danny, Danny Silk? Silk. Yeah. Like the materials. Yeah, he's a, he's a Bethel guy. But... Um, uh, basically, there's a lot of churches, and I grew up in all the churches that I was in before this one, um, were led by either a uh, evangelist or a pastor or, um, you know, someone who had one of these five-fold gifts. But I've never been in a church that had all five. And this is what God designed the church to be, to be balanced in this way, to, to be led by apostles, to be led by a shepherd, to be led by evangelists and prophets, and I'm forgetting one, teachers. teachers. Yes. I mean, you know the churches that are, are teacher-heavy. They're teacher-heavy because their leaders teacher-heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, like, they're, they're all about the Word, and, and that's good. That's important, you know. But um, we want to be looking, the apostles and the prophets, they're going to be looking and envisioning and, and seeing what God is doing, you know. And the teacher and the evangelist, they're, they're more grounded and they're, they're moving in the spirit here and now. You know what I mean? So we want all of it. And we want to pray that the Lord activates it and raises it up within our church. Now, a part of it is awareness in us um, and in our church. But a part of it is also uh, us as leaders even recognizing, okay, this is what this looks like. You know, so we're just going to dig into what the Lord would call us to pray into in this way. All right. Um, and I am over on the time that I was given. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, I don't know if we're going to go over that last page, Pastor Voldemir. Do you mind if I just touch on that really quick? Is that, is that all right? So on the very last page, what an inter- intercessor should not do. I, we felt like, and Pastor, once again, Pastor Baldemir brought this up, incredible point. For me, it's important for me to be instructed on what I shouldn't do as much as what I should, you know, and it's just as helpful to me. So we just came up with a few of these, and uh, this first one is specifically from Pastor Christine. Um, she said, don't sacrifice your personal relationship with God for the battle. And I'm so glad she added that to this list because it is so important, you know, that the battle wouldn't become more important than our relationship with God. Everything that we need for the battle comes from our relationship with God. So uh, the battle can't come first. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when I've gotten so up in a tizzy about what the enemy's doing. Uh, up in a tizzy. I don't think I've ever used that. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Is that from the spirit? I don't know. But anyways, I, I was so messed up about 
um, what the enemy was doing, that I started focusing on that. I started focusing on the battle. When God wants us to focus on Him. In the battle, out of the battle, no matter what time of day or night, it's Jesus. And He is the way that we win the battle. He is the way for us to embrace joy. He is everything. He'll give us the discernment that we need, but not by focusing on the battle, by focusing on Him. Okay, so um, don't sacrifice your relationship with God for the battle. That's very important. Number two, do not go into battle alone. There's a reason why God sent His disciples out two by two. And I would encourage you, any battle that you're facing, whether it be with a branch of ministry or whether it would be with um, the greater Orlando thing that we're talking about, um, we're encouraging you, do not face it alone. Don't step into praying for a specific matter where it's just you that the Lord's called you into this. If, if you have knowledge of, of something the Lord has given you, share it, disseminate it. We are one. And uh, at least for your branch, share it with those who are uh, partnering with you in that. And, and that way we're constantly communicating. There's going to be a lot of communication. And um, w- when it comes to the, the bigger things, you know, um, that we would approach it together. Now there's power in moving together and not in being alone. So, um, I mean, as we've seen in the in intercessory prayer class, when, and on Wednesday nights, actually, uh, in the prayer time, when multiple people in the body speak into one thing, it's a whole lot more powerful than just one spirit-filled person. You know, one spirit-filled person can speak some wonderful revelation truth, but when multiple people get involved and they're all led by the Spirit, now you have this more well-rounded picture of what's happening, you know? And, and the Lord works through the body. So, so this is very important. Don't go into the battle alone. Also, never fight the wrong war. I thought this was a great point. Thank you, Pastor Valdemir. Um, but uh, there, there's a lot that we could say about this. Um, one of the things that I, I could see happening, I think, is uh, probably the in, in the core of where we go wrong in this area is discerning the spirits. So if... Um, you're praying into things. You're, you're letting the Spirit lead. And all of a sudden, you, you feel this <coughs> desire to pray for this thing over here. It doesn't mean that's wrong. It doesn't mean it's not. But if, if, if this becomes your focus and not the, what God has called us to unite around and, and to focus on, then I would just encourage you to test that Spirit. First John 4, 1 and 2 teaches us, you can test the spirits by saying, does this come from the Spirit that proclaims Jesus in the flesh? And I can't tell you how that has saved me so many times where I will ask that because the voice in my head is not necessarily the Lord's. There's a lot, uh, there, there's other spirits that will try to speak to us. And uh, um, anyways, I, I believe the Lord helps us as we grow in Him to discern His voice, but um, we can always test the spirits in that way. Whatever the case, um, I would encourage you to continually unify if you have questions as to certain battles that you feel led to to fight. um, Come to us. Let us speak into it. Let us pray with you. You know, we're we're here to build you up. We're here to empower you as warriors. We're not here to be like, that's a bad idea. You know, and and so we want to come beside you. We want to encourage you. 
but we are called to, just like an army, you know, it is called to the specific strategy. We're called as Illuminate Church intercessory team to this these specific uh, uh, war strategies. And so, um, yeah, don't don't let the enemy uh, get you distracted with the wrong battle. All right. Number four, never battle without covering, being covered in the blood of Christ. Um, now, uh, I, I would love for you to speak into this, Pastor Valdemir. Um, I, took a, I took this in the way of purity and, uh, and making sure we are repentant and clean before the Lord and letting His blood wash us um, before we enter the battle. Is that, is that what? Okay. Okay, so as warriors, um, the only way uh, we can fully arm ourselves with the armor of the Lord is to first uh, uh, come before Him and really let Him test our heart and say, Lord, is there anything that is coming between you and I? And then lay it at His feet. Just lay it at His feet because I'm telling you, friends, it's much better His way. It's so much better. And as we lay it at his feet, there's this cleansing that happens, this purifying that happens, and this aligning that happens as we step into whatever he would call us to do. And so um, always walk into the battle cleansed. Can I share something? Yes, please. Two many years ago, a pastor, a friend of mine, he's my uncle. Uh, he is from a Baptist church. In the middle of the service, in the moment, one person was like a possession. <laughs> then the guy was in front of the church, and some guys went there and said, Be gone in the name of Jesus. Then the demon said, You? You are saying that to me in front of the church? You are saying that to me. I saw you doing this and this oh. and this. Then the, the church looked at the, the guy, and the guy, the guy was so ashamed. But the pastor was at my uncle, was at the stage, and he looked at the guy and I don't know, stop him. Do you have this uh, fault, this sin? Then. The guy, yes, okay. Can you repent now? And the, the possession of it was there doing this in front of the church. Then the guy said, Jesus, I am wrong in front of the church. Jesus, I am wrong. Forgive me. I did all this thing wrong. Okay? Then the pastor said, Now, please, command over the, the devil. Then the same guy said, be gone in the name of the devil. Wow. Bye. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> By the blood of, you know, Ooh. when I am pure, pure yes. Yes. I am strong. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Like you. You have the best stories. I, <laughs> I told you. Write them all yes. down. Yes. So, so if you, if, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to just sit with Baldemir and just, uh, he's so humble that yeah. he won't tell you all of what the Lord has done through him. 
But um, if you if you keep asking questions, he'll tell you. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. oh man, the impartation of testimony and yeah. faith that comes upon you yeah. as you hear what God has done through him and his family, uh, it, it's just a blessing. And uh, it's been one of the greatest blessings of my life. Did you have anything else for that? Okay. So really quick, we're almost done. Uh, never go into battle without armor. So. Two parts of the armor that I just want to uh, specify really quick. The helmet of salvation, I believe this has a lot to do with sonship and daughtership. As we put on this helmet of salvation, this girding of our mind that protects our mind, it fills us with the knowledge of I am His. I don't have to achieve. I don't have to earn. He's already earned it for me. And there's this helmet that we put on that girds us with sonship and daughtership that we would go out knowing, okay, I'm working from his pleasure. I'm working from his power. I don't have to do these certain things in order to get it. Okay, now I have it. And then I can go, no, I have it. He's given it to me. It was bought by the blood of Jesus. It was paid for by a heavy price to give me this helmet so I would know I'm a son. Our daughter. And as we step into that cleansing of the blood, I mean, it's repentance, it's surrender. We put this helmet on and we can walk out of the throne room right there, you know, filled with the helmet. On. Yeah. And so I, I just want to encourage us um, and also the sword of the spirit. Now, uh, a lot of people have said the sword of the Spirit is, is the graphe, is the Bible. But actually the word in Ephesians 6 used for the sword of the Spirit is the rhema, which is the active and present voice of God. So when we get in battle, our offensive weapon that we are called to use is this HBO. It's, Lord, what, what are you saying in this moment? And... Um, and what would you speak? Now, the majority of the time in me, he speaks scripture. He tells me, he leads me to a scripture, you know? So he will never speak outside of scripture. He will always, what he says will always align with scripture. But um, the, the active and present voice of the Lord in that, in that moment, maybe, you know, whatever we're facing, the Lord says, um, wall come down. That's what I'm, that's my sword. Wall come down, you know. <laughs> Maybe he gives me a prophetic vision of this guy has this thing in his stomach. His stomach is really hurting. And, and the Lord shows me, and I'm saying this because this is straight from Chris Balaton from, from Bethel. He, he did this once where uh, a guy, he, he had the severe stomach pains. And uh, Chris Balaton said, uh, the Lord just showed me like a sword in your stomach. I'm going to pull it out. And he reached over and he went like this. And he said the guy, because he was like doubled over. He said the guy was like, I'm all better. And he said everyone in the elevator got saved because of that. So all of that to say, the sword of the spirit is him speaking into our hearts, um, whether it be a vision, whether it be hearing, whether it be whatever it is, in that moment in us declaring or speaking or doing what he reveals to us. That's the sword of the spirit. Okay, so all the other ones, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, all the other ones, I think those are, are less uh, uh, 
people don't get those wrong usually, but um, I could be wrong about that. Okay, number six. Do not share ministry information with the wrong people. I'll just encourage us, as intercessors, we're going to have, we're going to come in contact with sensitive information. Part of it's going to be revealed to us by the Lord, but a part of it is going to be revealed to us um, through what we're asked to pray for. Um, And I would encourage us, if at all possible, keep everything in-house. I mean, lives are destroyed more often from information, too much information Mm -hmm. shared than, I mean, in Proverbs it speaks multiple times about wisdom of of keeping things private, keeping things, uh, uh, sensitive information to yourself. And there's so much wisdom in it. it. It helps people. It saves people. We're not trying to keep truth from people. We're trying to make sure that, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to say it in the right way, but we're trying to make sure that the Lord's truth is disseminated to the right people at the right time and his power goes out with it. But the rest of it, it needs to stay needs to stay in the house. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, okay. That will protect us. What happens with us stays with us. It has to. It has to. And and we cannot go out and speak about it outside. Okay. And that that's it. I want to uh, take a moment and just introduce Pastor Valdemir because I am so honored that he was willing to say, yes, I will, I will lead that. I'm, being, I'm gonna just be raw right now. I, in my heart, as I was praying to the Lord, I said, Lord, we have this man who in every way is so much more qualified to lead this ministry because of his experience, because of what God has done through him, because of all the battles he's won. He is a war veteran in the kingdom. He's been through battles. He knows what we're stepping into. Um, but um, the Lord told me, he said, I don't want you, there's some ministries he's having me in, in care, just, hey, will you lead this? And, and, and that's great. But for some reason, he said, I, I, don't, I want you to co-lead this with Voldemort. And so, I, honestly, I'm like, Lord, I, I'm blessed that I would get to do what you want me to do. And that's kind of why I'm, I was like, I don't know what else to say about that, but I'm just honored to be able to partner with this man in Brazil. Um, and he wouldn't probably tell you this. In Brazil, they anointed him as an apostle. And so he was not just a pastor. He was Apostle Valdemir. Um, I'm very excited about uh, what the Lord is doing in and through his life. He has been mentoring me in the Holy Spirit for the last four months or so. And, uh, and I don't know if that's how he sees it, but it's how I see it. Um, uh, I believe the language he, Valdemir uh, speaks great English I think but um, I think sometimes he feels like English is like a little bit of a, a struggle and um, for me when I'm around Valdemir I'm so thirsty for the spirit and the truth that he would share I don't care you know what I mean? I don't care if, if I got to 
figure out a little bit. I, I, I want, I want uh, all that the Lord is doing through you. It's so rich and it's so good and it's beautiful. You and your wife, your family. And so I, I couldn't say enough to honor this man and the fact that we get to have him to lead us in intercessory prayer. And I'm so excited. Um, so, yeah, uh, are you good to come up and share now? Do we want to? And my name is Valdemir. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, she's going to the bathroom. But I, I want to start this time sharing uh, why we are here. And around 1955, uh, someone from my family went to jail. He, he was a murderer. And he went to jail there is in my country. And a missionary went to the jail to talk about the gospel. And this person from my family received Jesus. And around 1958, 59, something like this. No, no. At the beginning of 1950, he, he get out on, from jail and he talked about Jesus to all the family. And when he talked about Jesus from my grandfather and my grandmother, they said, no, 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 we don't want this kind of religion. We are Catholic. No, 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 we are crazy. You are a bad guy from the jail. No, no, no. Then he said, oh, okay. Can you uh, give me the opportunity to bring, to, to take your kids, my mom, to the church with me. Then my grandfather, oh, okay, you, you can take the kids. Then my mom went to the church and received Jesus. Then when my mom was like 15 years old, she was studying with a guy, my dad. <laughs> and he was not a believer. Then my dad said to my mom, oh, I wanna have a date with you. Then my mom said, you are not a Christian. I can't be with you. We can't marry. Then my dad was, oh, you're crazy. This is a religion. I love you, not your religion. Then my, my mom said, no way. Get out. Then my dad was, okay. Like six months later, Billy Graham went to Brazil. Oh. <laughs> and he was preaching in a stadium, and this guy I told you, who is the pastor of the Baptist church, my, my uncle, he was a friend of my father, and he invited my father to the stadium. And my father said, oh, but there's a game today. No, it's a, a different game. Just come with me. <laughs> and it was a service, and my father received Jesus through Billy Graham wow. in the stadium. Wow. And after my father received Jesus, he went to receive my mom. <laughs> <laughs> then so awesome. we, uh, everything start 
on jail, you know? Mm. And for, for me, is every, every time of our life is wonderful, even when we are in jail. Yeah. And I was a guy, I don't know how do you say, but do you know when someone can't speak and speak like the, 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 how, how do you call it? Stutter. 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 I was a stutter. <laughs> and my grandfather, from my father's family, he, he was like this. And it was so difficult, you know. And when I was a, a child, I had that difficult. Then when I saw the pastor, I thought, it's not for me. <laughs> Never. And I, I was so ashamed, ashamed or shy because of that, you know? It's so difficult when you begin to talk like and everybody And for me, it was a difficult thing, you know? And when I was 14, I was playing soccer in front of the church. My father was in a meeting, and I was playing football, soccer. We don't have football there in Brazil, just soccer. And ah. An uh, old lady came in front of the church, and he said, you, you guys, come here, come here. I, there's a lot of boys. No, 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 choose them. <laughs> then, no, no, you, you come here. Then the lady said, God is inviting you, open away you to be a pastor. Oh, wow. Then she prayed for me, and she disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I was 14 years old. And after that day, my, my lips mm -hmm. was healed, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. Then I began to talk like, like this in oh. Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, God is preparing many things in our lives. And we, we love to, to work at the church. And when we got married, we said, we, we want to work more for you. We were the, the leaders of the young adults, this kind of things. But after marriage, I was so blessed to have this wonderful wife. <laughs> She's a blessing in my life. She has a lot of wisdom. She is a blessing. I, I am rich. Yeah. You, know? you are. And I am so blessed. That it's not a, a, she knows that. And, but I have to affirm that because the Bible said uh, the wife has the anointing to help the husband. Is that correct? And she has this anointing and she used this anointing. It's a blessing for me. Then after we got married, we have to work. We have to do something for the Lord. And I had that in my mind. That crazy lady said that it would be a pastor. And he prayed for me, but there's no path to be a pastor. I was studying, you know, my, my way of working in a company, opening my own company, and this kind, this was my, my direction. But we began to work at the church as a 
Deacon, Deacon, and we open our house to receive people, and our house began to receive a lot of people. Then we were growing, growing our house. Then we were invited for the past pastor to be a pastor, to study, to be anointed as a pastor. And we were anointed as pastor, me and my wife. And we were so, ah, I am a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have Bruno, our first kid. And we began to, to do this thing. And our group in our house became so, so big. And in Sao Paulo, my city, is everything is so far. It's near, but it takes a long time to get there. You know, take a bus and a subway, another bus to go to this point, to the other point. Like, it's like from our house to our church, like one hour and a half, like the two hours, you know? For uh, someone that uh, doesn't have a car. Yeah, for who doesn't have a car. With car, like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and it was like 10 miles, wow. you know? But you, you can imagine New York, yeah. some Paulo, you know? <laughs> then my pastor said, you have a church in your house. We, we have to open a church in your area. Then I, what, what? I want to be a pastor, not a pastor, a pastor. Then we began to pray, and our pastor, no, you will be a pastor, and you open the church. Then we opened our church in 2002, the year 2002, and we opened our church, and it was a wonderful experience, and God was was giving us a lot of wonderful things that we never imagined in our lives. And with that church, we began to open other churches. It was like crazy. And before we came here, we had a lot of around 34 churches there. Wow. It was so crazy. And in 2013, uh, our kids changed school. And because they changed school, the school, uh, asked for a medical exam. exam to do the, the exercise and this kind of things. And when we went just to take these exams, uh, they discovered uh, our son, Bruno, had a disease in his spine, and a severe disease. And when Celia called me, hey, Bruno, no, our Bruno, no, another Bruno, not our Bruno, they are crazy. But he had that. And we went to a lot of doctors, and it was in, in April 2013, and we spent like one month praying and going to a, a lot of the doctors, paying too much money for the... the appointment, appointment, and all the doctors said that he has to go to a surgery, and it's a, a giant surgery, and he can lose his Movements. movement. Then we were like, how, oh, how, oh. and we saw a lot of miracles uh, in our church, 
around us. But we were like this, you know. Wow. And like 18 years ago, God said to us, when your church is in the way you are so happy, this is the church. You be out of the church to another country. And you begin everything from the zero. Mm. This is the word. And I said, it's not for me in Jesus' name. <laughs> what? When my church was okay, <laughs> but uh, we found that this easy. And in August, in May 1st, I woke up around 4 a.m with a lot of uh, heavy in my heart, you know? And God told me, you don't need these hard things. I am walking you up. Then I was at the bathroom, and I realized I was doing bad things to me with that information. And God gave me three words to search at Google. And I began to search for AM these words. And you know the Google pages? Mm -hmm. I was in the 14th page, wow. studying and praying and crying. And in May 1st is Labor Day in Brazil. Then it was a holiday, and I was there looking for. And when I was at page 14, I saw a, a PDF. And I will not open the PDF, but I, I, I went to the, the next one. Then the Holy Spirit, oh, no, no, you have to open each one. And I come back and open this PDF. And this PDF was a, a news for a journal, journal, mm -hmm. newspaper there in Brazil, saying that a doctor here in Texas, he created a... a treatment, a medical treatment is specific for teenagers with that age like Bruno, with that disease, without surgery. Wow. What? <laughs> then when I saw that, the Holy Spirit said to me, you will live in the United States. And I said again, no way. I have my company, the church, the not for me. I go there, Bruno will be fixed. <laughs> fixed. I don't know. He'll be healed. Yeah. Then we go back to Brazil. Then we came here and the surgery, Bruno has this spine has a 74 degrees, you know, doing this. Then it's like a scoliosis, you know, it's a lumbar severe scoliosis. Scoliosis on the severe, I don't know. Really, but his spine was like this. You know, and he became like this, and he was 15 years old. And uh, this is a, a, a subject for us, okay? Uh, it's a, something for my son, just for us. <laughs> and Celia came here to the doctor. Uh, when I called to the doctor in Texas, he said, I have, uh, I'm 82 years old. I'm just teaching, but my best disciple, he used this word, my best 
my best disciple is in Florida celebration. Then we said, let's go to celebration, Florida. Then we called to the doctor, and the doctor said, please don't go to the surgery. Then, no, no, we don't go to the surgery. <laughs> then Celia came with Bruno here, and in 15 days of treatment, the result was better than the surgery. Wow. Then we were like, wow. Then the doctor said, we can go to Brazil, and we will go doing the exams, the diagnosis, the x-ray, mm -hmm. and you see, and you see in three months, six months, and after five months, Bruno lost everything he gained at the treatment, you know? Then in December 2013, Celia came back here with Bruno, and the, doc the doctor said, we have to do this treatment every day. Okay, every day for a long time. Every day for six months, every for one year, one year and a half, and I was. Then Celia called me and we prayed. And for that day, Celia never go back to Brazil. Uh, came back now. Now, now she, she's going, but in 2013... <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem, okay? But I, when I was listening to that, I, I was seeing what God wants to do with our life, but I, I didn't want that, you know? And I was fighting with this. Then I take Davi and Gabriela and came with them and they stayed here, and I go back to Brazil, and I was doing this for five years. Every month, go back to Brazil, came for 10 days, 15 days here with them, and go back to Brazil, because I am the pastor of the church. This is my church, this is my country. I'm not American, I don't speak English. <laughs> then I was fighting with this, you know? And in 2018, uh, I was at my church, at my everything, and I was preaching at this church, and at the end of the service, I get out of my church from the stage to my car, and no one asked me for prayer, no one, and in our church, uh, after the service, there's a line asking for prayer, you know? And after that time, in 2018, no one want my prayer. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw, I'm not the pastor. The church is, is not seeing me as the pastor. They were there. They were, oh, I love you, I love But I was not the pastor anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. This thing was not with me. And I called Celia, so sorry to take so long to understand this thing. And I am, I'm going, I'm moving for United forever. And in 2018, I came to live here and begin, we began to pray, we began to understand our new life and share these things with you. It's a 
a pleasure for me and my family because we, we want to be used. It's, it's wonderful when God uses our lives. If someone is using you, it's so bad. But when our Lord use, uses us, it's, it's delicious. It's wonderful when we pray for someone, when we see something that he is using in your life, then I think this is the, the goal we have in our life. Mm -hmm. And I am learning, I, I, I have a blessing to have this guy. Pastor Drew as my friend, he's teaching me a lot of things. Every week I, I came to my school Pastor Drew, <laughs> and we, we I, I, I told him, and I, I, I will say again, thank you, Pastor. It's a blessing for me, your life, your way. He and his family are wonderful, and I, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot, and I want to serve when he talked to me. We prayed, and it's an honor to be here serving our Lord and serve to get serving together with this wonderful English. <laughs> and we know God is doing something wonderful. And this morning I was praying for us and I have a company. I am an accountant too. And I have a company there in Brazil and my company produces uh, a calendar. And this morning I I listened our Lord saying to me to pick this calendar to give to you. And I, I, I said, I don't know how much calendars I have, even how many people will be there. Then I took my calendar and I have six and you are six. <laughs> then can you, can you take for me, please? I, I just, I, I want to, to give you this calendar, not because company name, but I think God is doing something in your calendar, in our calendar, you know? And I believe and we believe in a prophetic act, act prophetic act, yes. and uh, please, yes, this is the calendar. And we will talk a little bit about calendar, but I want that to pray for, for this because it's, uh, I think it's a different, uh, it's a new season in, in this call to our lives. And God will, I, I believe God will use your calendar, will change your calendar to talk about new things with us. I think Pastor, Pastor uh, Drew was so clear because we are, in a, in a different place uh, at the church, praying for different things in a different way. Huh? We are not above, even under, above and under, but we have something to do. Then uh, I, I believe God will use this calendar. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are wonderful. Your life is are so uh, different because of you. All our history is different because of you. When you 
entered in our lives, everything changed. And we want you in our lives. We want you in this new season. And I pray for this calendar and, and the sign of a new season, a new uh, time in our lives. And I pray for each one of are here today for this new season. And we create now as intercessors new days in our lives. The days you are creating for us. And we are open for these new days. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Then Pastor Drew talk about the macro vision and the, everything okay? If you want to say something, please let me know. Uh, Pastor Drew talk about the macro vision and we will talk about micro vision. And I want to share you Psalm 144 verse 1. Uh, I think you remember this passage and says like this. Praise be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And we were praying together and we remember this passage and there is a different difference between war and battle. And there's a difference in us, in the church body, between hand and finger. And there is a macro hand vision and there is a micro finger vision. And now we will talk about fingers, <laughs> this micro vision, okay? And I, I, I understood it. it's wonderful what Pastor Drew is doing to, to show us where we are, what we are doing here, and, and, but we have fingers. And when I see someone playing like guitar, is wonderful. I, I play guitar, but when this guy do like, like uh, Lando, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. He's trained in the fingers, you know, and we as uh, intercessor. Ah, we are in page nine. Yeah. In the in the file you receive. We, as intercessor, intercessor, we are the people relate with Isaiah 6 to 1, as Pastor Drew uh, talked with us. The word intercede means intervene on behalf of another. Is that correct? I said correct? Mm -hmm. Intervene on behalf of another. Then this is our calling, to do something, to intervene. And when we intervene, something will change. Or I have to stop to listen to know if something will be changed. You know? Then uh, someone is talking, hey, 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 I have to talk something. Then everything stops. You know? This is an intercessor. You know, when, when um, 
do, do, do remember a passage in, in the Bible, there is a war, and a guy was there, then he, when he was with the arms, arms, Moses? Yes. Yeah, they help. Arms. Yeah. Uh, stand up. Yeah. Lift up. Huh? Is this, how is this? Yeah, lift yeah, it yeah. up. He was uh, gaining. He was winning. Right. And when this, he was losing. Right. You know? Then all, the atmosphere has to stop to see his arms. You know? Uh-huh. What's happened in the at the floor, at the, yeah. the, the down, the, the city, the war, depends of his worms. Right. Then this thing is waiting for this decision, you know? Then when we are inter- intercessors, we, we are doing something that the spiritual helm We will stop to see. We will stop to listen. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen yeah. because of this? You know? And it's, it's a different uh, to ask, oh, God, give money to me. I need a lot of money. It, this, is a, this is a pray. Okay? But this is intercessor is, is that position. The atmosphere, we will stop to see what will happen. You know, like this and this. Yeah. Are you okay? Amen. Amen. Then I, I wrote, the environment stops to list an intercessor because something ex- is expected to change. This is the intercessory prayer power given by God. For sure, given by God. In 1 Timothy 2.1, I urge, I urge, urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all good, good, godliness and holiness. Thank you. And Pastor Drew uh, is teaching us this next uh, next phrase, like, this is a defensive and offensive prayer strategy. Okay? Defensive and offensive. Defending against attacks and pressing into what's coming. We should have regular devotional. Why we are talking about regular devotional? Because we have to be connected with our Lord. You know? If we are an army, and we are We have a mission to do. At the end of this time, we'll be clear what is our mission. And if I will pray for next generation, and me and, and Kim, we, we, we have a mission. We will cover next generation. You know, it, it's not a, a bad thing. For, oh, I have to. No, we are here for that. I have this mission. I have my leader. I have Pastor Christine, Pastor Tim. But I have to pray. I have to listen. I have to because I am open to, to this. And uh, I have to be connected with this branch. You know, Pastor Tim, Christine, Drew, and us here. And I have to be connected with God 
who is over Pastor Tim. Then I need the devotional. I need, not just for intercessor, it's for believers, you know, that our devotion just to, to, to take notes, pray, praise, read the Bible, reveal what's, what's for me in that, and take note, and if it's possible, share. This is what, when you share, uh, produce a lot of uh, results, you know, but you don't know uh, how, what is going to happen. In Sao Paulo, we have a subway. Can you imagine a subway? In our neighborhood, neighborhood, we had three and a half million people just in the neighborhood. What? You know, it's crazy. Can you imagine the, the, the subway? <laughs> no. You, you do like this. <laughs> you know? no. Yeah, it's you crazy. You don't have to walk. No, <laughs> they walk for you. Okay, and it's crazy, but I have a friend. He was in front of the station. He will, there, there is a stairs going to the subway. And he was there, and he listened to the Holy Spirit. You have to say loud, Jesus loves you. And he was there, two million people around him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Everybody will listen. Then he said, Jesus loves you. <laughs> then the Holy Spirit, no, 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 no. Loud. Then he thought, he thought, oh, I will say loud and I will jump with a step in the middle of everyone. <laughs> then he said, Jesus loves you. And when he rule, a guy take his arm. What are you saying? No, no, nothing. No. <laughs> and he said, no. I said, Jesus loves you. And the guy showed the, we can't use weapon there in Brazil. It's different from here. And if you have a weapon, you probably, you probably be a thief or police or cop. You know, we don't have the right to buy a weapon there. You know, and if someone has, he's different. Yeah. You know, and this guy showed the weapon, and he said, "I am going to kill myself. Nobody loves me." You know, and when we we do something that Lord is showing to us, it will create a result. Is that correct? Yeah. Then. When we are having our devotional, God is talking with us. We have to ask, we have to think, how can I share this? Because when I share, I am giving fruit of what I receive. That is so good. Okay? And I, I believe we have to share all testimonies we can share because it will change something. We'll change something. And we have to, we should have the regular devotional. And we are asking for you twice a week after devotional to intercede for a specific minister. Is that called minister? Uh, or ministry, yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Okay. I, I should have changed that. That was my Sorry, sorry. Ministry uh, chosen. 
Pastor Drew will pray and he will identify with the Holy Spirit uh, the, the teams who will pray for each area. But uh, we are asking twice a week to pray for this thing. Can someone help me with Psalm 26.2? Reading Psalm 26.2, please. Yes. Do, do, do you see? Uh, test me. Try me. Because I have to see how am I, how I am, how I am, before going to any combat, any war, any battle. You know? And if you see something different in your life when you are going to your devotional, We have to ask for help. We have to go to a discipleship. It's a blessing for a discipleship. It's a, it's a key. Yeah. It's a key. Jesus had to do this. And uh, the, David said, try me, test me, and I have to see uh, how, I, how I am to go to the next step. You know, because of that, it's important devotional and to see yourself. And twice a week, intercede for these things. Uh, choose the date. You have a calendar. <laughs> choose the date and time and make it, it holy. Pastor Tim, he preached months ago about this holy. And holy means, means separate, means aside. It's a different time. It's a time holy and we we are asking we are uh, suggesting uh, about 30 minutes the time praying for these things uh, and this 30 minutes is holy yeah. you know is the we can pray driving we can do this we can it's not oh you can't do this you know but I don't know if what you agree with me, but if you are in a war, uh, you have to pay attention. You know, my my boys, they have the, these guns to to like to, to play at home. You know, with balls. Yeah. yeah. Then, Davi is the best. <laughs> Davi is the best. I have a guy in my church there in Brazil, and he's a cop. And he went to my house, oh, I will fight with you. And he took a gun, and they were, they were at our room, living room. And that cop from our church, he's a pastor, he was there like, like this. And when he did it, David, poof. <laughs> <laughs> you were dead. <laughs> and for David, It's not um, a play. Right. It's a war. <laughs> you know? then, uh, then I think when, if we are in this kind of level, we can pray driving, we can pray playing soccer, we can play watching a move, but should be better if we make it holy. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a time... I will present 
my heart under uh, my almighty Lord about the next generation. And we will receive from each ministry uh, requests, you know, and we, we will pray for this request and we will pray for the Lord's request too, you know, and it's so serious. Because of that, I, I want to suggest you to make it holy. Holy means separate, separate, aside, and this is an appointment, not an option, you know. Then you have to choose a time, 30 minutes twice a week, to pray for that. The intercessory time should be around 30 minutes. We will need a notebook to write. And I want to share it with you. Don't trust. Don't trust in your mind. Sorry, I was. Don't trust in your mind that you will remember later. I don't know if, if you have this experience. I have a lot. That when the Holy Spirit said me precious things and I was doing another thing that oh, I can't remember. What passage? What passage? Then I have to work hard to remember what he gave to me like gold, you know? Then I uh, encourage you to, to have a notebook, to have a place to write this. When he's talked with you, write. Even it's different, it's crazy, like a brainstorm, you know, everything who come, uh, that comes, you write. When we are praying, I believe he will use you, then write. And after this, uh, after you take note, uh, I, I wrote, everything you receive from God needs to be under, to be covered by the word of the Lord, by, by the Bible. And we encourage you to intercede for what you listen, for what you saw, for the discernment, for anything about at least one week. You know? Uh, I think we will walk as a team in maturity. And when we have more maturity, we learn uh, uh, easier yeah. what to do, how to listen. Do you agree with me? Yes. And uh, we will learn this path, you know. And sometimes I, I, in our church, we receive a, a, a couple, and the lady, she wants something, she was praying for something. And I, I don't know the name in English of a, a bug, who has uh, like balls? It's red and has. Lady? Lady? She. <laughs> and she was asking for something for her house. And one Saturday morning, she called me, Pastor, you have to come here. And the husband said, Pastor, please, can you come now? What's happened? Oh, there's something in our room, living room. Then I took my car, I went there, and there is Lady Buggy. <laughs> and I thought, this is a sign of, oh, no sign of anymore. <laughs> okay. but I thought, this is a sign of. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. <laughs> but this is a sign of. <laughs> for what? 
when she was saying she was asking something and how she saw the ladybug he said to her this is a sign of and you know it, it's not a sign she was at the beginning knowing the holy spirit but she wants something and anything different for her we represent a yes you can do this you know but there is no maturity yeah. you know i believe in that late bug should be a sign but at that moment because of the maturity was not and i told to, to the husband okay are you seeing this bug as a sign no pastor she's crazy <laughs> We don't have an agreement here. <laughs> you know, you know, yes. Out of the Bible. Right, yeah. Husband and wife with fighting. And the lady, the simple ladybug, just was flying. <laughs> okay. But we, we will learn this kind of thing. You know? um, did you listen about the butterfly? That butter, butterfly represents a new season? Do you listen to this kind of thing? I didn't know that. Um, I know. <laughs> but I heard that. Did you hear? Okay, we use a lot of this kind of sign. I don't know why, but uh, when we pray, we saw not every butterfly, you know, but in some moments, God can use this. And for me and my Lord, Butterfly is a language. Mm -hmm. We bought a new house last week. Oh. And after we signed the closing, we went to the house. In front of the house, uh. you know, it's for me. It's not all butterfly is relation with closing, God. You know? <laughs> But for me, it's a language. You know? Yes. I have my way to And you have yours, yeah. you know. Then when uh, we see these kind of things, we, there is something. I think we will learn a lot of signals. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't know if you had a, a dream, a prophetic dream. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord wants to show you something. And oh, I have time. You're fine, please. Some years ago, I had a dream that I arrived at my house and when I, I was calling to Celia and when I realized Celia was in our bedroom at the dream and when I, I got the bedroom, Celia was with another guy in my bed and when I entered, my bedroom they were together at the dream thank you Jesus and when I was inside the bedroom Celia was uh, watch, uh, look, look, looking at me looking at I learned yesterday <laughs> right. looking at me and she kept going doing horrible things Then I woke up, not in the dream, I woke up in real, 
and I woke up Celia and called her. And said, Celia, what are you doing? I had a dream, a bad dream. I will kill you. <laughs> and I told the dream, and said, oh, no, I'm not But it was real for me. So real. God was talking with me. And I believed in her. And I was so bad, so bad. Then I called my pastor. Pastor, if you have a time like now, <laughs> if you have, if you don't have no problem, I'm going. Then <laughs> okay. I called my pastor. It was a Saturday morning, and I went there to a breakfast dream with him. Then when I told him this dream, he began to, to laugh. <laughs> oh, I'll kill you too. <laughs> <laughs> then he said to me, I am understanding. You are open your church now. And God is showing you how he sees the bride, the church, who is doing this kind of thing. You see, I, yeah. that when I understood the dream, my mind was completely changed. Wow, I don't want to be that church. I don't want to be a, a pastor or a church like this. I need to be pure. I, I, I need to be a, a, a dressed bride. A clean bride, the correct, a clean bride, a white bride, mm -hmm. you know? Then I forgive Celia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know, I think we will learn this language. Yeah. It's, you know, it's another, right. yeah. I, I don't know if it's another level, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's a different way, I think mm -hmm. it's better. It's a different way to understand things. And I pray that you have dreams. We have dreams. Different dreams connected to what we will do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Any question? Please, no. Please, no. <laughs> we, then we encourage you to intercede for each vision uh, at least one week, you know, just to learn, to understand, to have more maturity. Okay? And we will receive requests from the ministry, leadership, to intercede, and monthly we will send a report about how God led you through intercessory time. Okay, we 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 should not call every day to to say, "Ah, oh, pray and uh, you, you you can." But I think any moment this leader oh, call me every day. You know, oh, I saw a ladybug. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Right. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> but we, we will try to do this monthly. Okay. And a big part of this is not just praying of the branch, but praying for its leader. Okay. Praying for the branch or for the leader. And be sensitive to specific moments the Lord puts prayer needs on your heart. You know, different times. Uh, to pray this. Pastor Drew will seek the Lord to identify who will be lead each leaded to for each ministry to intercede and we will start it on October 4th. Okay? Will you prepare? I said something wrong? No. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. We will work on it to start in October. Okay. October 4th, I think it's a Monday. Yeah. Okay. October 3rd is our picnic. After right. picnic, right. we began to war. Right. Okay. To fight. Then October 4th. And one thing I want to say about this uh, um, what we, we receive from when we, when we are praying for each ministry and is that if you have something that Lord show you urgent, you have to share. Okay? With you and Drew before yeah. the minister. Yeah. But yeah, like we don't just go straight to Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if, if it's urgent, um, some years ago we were at our church there in Brazil and we had a, a night prayer and it was like 4 a.m. when we closed the night prayer and one guy came to me and said, Pastor, I had a vision. The church in fire. Then I praised the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They, all, the, all the church fell. I saw everything f- on fire. And whoa, it was a night, night prayer. You know, we were burning. Yeah. <laughs> then the guy said, and he looked at me and are you happy? Yes, for sure. The church on fire. For sure. And I said, are you sure? But yes. 4 a.m. I'm leaving. You want to discuss the fire? You know? <laughs> Then I leave the church, close the church, went to my home, 7 a.m. The fireman called me. What? Around 6.30, some guys entered our church and they put fire in the church. Real fire, not Holy Spirit fire. (laughs) Then all the church was burned. Wow. Three floors. Wow. Wow. The church exploded. Wow. Then that guy come. I told you, Pastor. <laughs> you know, there's something is urgent. You have to say, even you don't understand. Even the pastor don't understand. But we have to say, you know, for me it was a a wonderful. Um, Lesson, lesson, mm-hmm. wonderful understanding, because everything we receive, we have to pray. We don't have yet our Lord's mind, mind to like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was tired. I was going, want to go home, and as Pastor was talking, this guy was not the guy. You know, mm-hmm. no, I I was praying. Till 4 a.m. If the church will fire, God will talk with them. With who? With me, the pastor. <laughs> you know? And we lost everything. Wow. We lost everything. And, and it was a, a crime, you know? They, and the guy who entered the church was a guy from the church. Crazy thing happens in Brazil, okay? <laughs> but a pastor who had a dislike with the church, you know, this pastor, he wants to preach. And 
it's not the subject for today, sorry. But this pastor, he went to preach. I, I had to preach on Sunday. No, you have a wonderful call to do this. And no, but I want to preach. But, but you know, yeah. he wants the, the microphone mm -hmm. right. in, in a different way. Right. I see, and I, we were clear with him, we see you have a different call. And your different call is wonderful. We don't have, you have. And at the body, you have this, but you don't have the microphone. And this guy went out of the church. Ah, I don't the church. You know? Then when I arrived at the church, like 7, 20 a.m., this guy called me, this pastor. Is that burning? Oh. Crazy. Wow. Crazy, you know? We, we are in a war. Yeah. Believe you or not, yeah. we are in a war. Yeah. Okay? And then we have the ministry took over. We have 10 ministers we listed here. We will pray for Pastor T and Pastor Christine, executive staff and elders, staff, next generation. That includes children, youth, youth young, adult, young adults, missions, Worship and production, discipleship, first impressions, new to illuminate, care and creative ministry. Okay? If we had to, if you have something to add, you can share and we will study that. We will also pray for something specific, and Pastor T Pastor Drew uh, told before. The first one, God's restoration in Illuminate Church and Orlando for the kingdom of God, taking back what the enemy has stolen. And Jesus has defeated the enemy and paid the bride price. He has given back ownership to the earth, to man. It's our call to take back what the enemy has stolen in our church and in Orlando. This is not his spiritual land. It's ours by the right of Jesus Christ. The enemy is a bully gangster mm -hmm. who has decided to assert his lies here. But we are taking his area back for God. Amen? Amen. In short, our mission in, is the same as it would be in the physical world. To recapture the land, tear down the enemy's strongholds, and rebuild kingdom of heaven strongholds. We must be like those of Nehemiah's day. We must run the enemy out of the land. They hold a troll. Then hold, yeah? Yeah, then hold. Or what? Trowel. 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 What is it? A building tool. Like a shovel. Oh, kind of, yeah. Okay. In one hand and a sword in another hand as we build the walls of Zion, defend it from attacks. It's a wonderful example. How do we do this? with the heart and attitude of enforcing the victory of Christ. The victory is already given to seek the Lord for how he would give, he would have us strategically take down the strongholds of the enemy. We will do this together and individually. Okay? With the attitude of already obtaining the victory in Christ to seek the Lord's strategy for kingdom strongholds he desired for us to pursue by prayer declaration and perfect action we will do this together and individually Okay, in times when we gather and in times we were praying alone Okay, 
individually. The second, have the Orlando map and pray over it. We will talk about this if it's possible later, Pastor. But I, we will prepare for you a map from Orlando. And we, the second subject here, we will pray for a map. Then we will pray for some ministry, okay? Like we said, we pray for our church in Orlando, this first thing, and we pray for the map. Not, not for the map, but you look to the map and we will pray for it. We will talk a little bit. Will you tell them what you, what you saw this morning, what the Lord revealed to you? Okay, we will do just this. Take the map and pray. Lord, this is your area. We are, I don't know where we are, but we are in some place here, I think. And we will pray. You know, I, I, I want to share, I, sh I shared this this week, but uh, in our city, there in Sao Paulo, we pray for the man, like this. And God began to show us something. It's crazy, but you can pray for here. It's, I'm not telling you to put this in your mind. It's just an example, okay? But you can pray for the map, and you see something here. Oh, what, what, what? From the Holy Spirit, you know? What is here? Then you come here and, oh, Calvary. What's Calvary? You know, then you can study what's Calvary. Then the Holy Spirit can work through this. But you are praying, you're not investigating, you know? And we, we, you, you can pray. This morning, I was with this, and I began to pray, and I saw, and I will study more, I just want to share, but I saw the great Orlando divide in four areas. We have the I-4 and Turnpike, and we have four areas, you know? In our city there, we have an avenue like I-4 here, and we were the only church in this area. No, we don't have four areas there. But we were the only church in this area. You know, then when we saw that, why all the church are here and we are here? You know? Then we began to pray about this. Another thing we can be led to study, where is the drafts uh, when the car Yes. Accidents. Accident. When they crash? Yeah, yeah. crash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we can do this. Study no, brain. Where, where more of them happen? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, oh this area we have, oh. and this area we don't have. Kinds like this, you know. Yeah. Because when we receive this, we just go, who is working? Yeah. The principality. Principality wow. is working in this area. Wow. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, in our city, we saw the areas when we had prostitution. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You know? And it's not all. It's one area. It's not one area because of the business. You know? Mm -hmm. One area because of the principality. Wow. You know? Wow. Then who is working there? This is the stronghold. We will learn how to kill him, 
how to take him out of this area. Oh, no. You know? Wow. Then we, we will find that probably we had a C group near. We have a um, member of the church there. And God will, I believe God will do things like that. You know? Right. You know? Yeah. Then it's, uh, when we take a time, can you understand how this time should be holy? We can't drive and do this. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, in my understanding, wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a wonderful thing to learn, to listen, to do, to, to, to share. And probably uh, you will see something that Trish, Trish, yes. Trish will see something like this. You know? It, it, it's gonna be perfect, yeah. and, and I I like it a lot, a lot. <laughs> can, can I just say um, this? And, and some of you may be well versed at spiritual mapping, but um, it's something that C. Peter Wagner brings up in uh, some of his writing, and that we're gonna look into more as a team. But um, it's uh, and this is kind of a very brief introductory to spiritual mapping of an area, and this is a part of what we're going to do with Orlando, the Greater Orlando area, as we seek the Lord together. He's going to reveal, and uh, that way, I mean, he said everything else, but th- that's the term spiritual mapping, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna dig more into that. So. It's gonna be wonderful. And the last point is the last, but not the. The last one is the, the least. Last but not least. But not least, uh, activating the fivefold uh, ministry. Okay? Pray for that. We can take note about Ephesians 4 and study about Ephesians 4 and pray for that. You know? I think the, the best thing we can do now and to call this. Uh, ministry to arise. Amen. You know, Amen. call to arise. Mm-hmm. In our church there in Brazil, we have a, a way uh, and we have the five ministries. I told Pastor Drew, we, we have a different way to, to do there. The same mind from Pastor Tim that we love. And it's wonderful when it's clear that Trish is like a, a teacher. And she's used at the church like a teacher. Then we, we can pray because we have teachers here. Teachers. Yeah. We have prophets. If we don't have, we can ask for. You know? And under what our leadership is saying to us we are we are we are praying for this subject because pastor team christine said to us that if she said to us she's seeing something wonderful and we will prepare then we have to pray for this uh, thing arise this ministry arise and we have to pray for the people because lord we use people and we have to pray for these people be Humble, be used, be uh, revealed to see them how they will be. Uh, we have to pray, pray for schools to train, to, 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 
teach these things for these people, you know. And in God, if, if God gives you any prophet acts or words, let Pastor Drew and me knows about it to build a confirmation as church, just to uh, to help us to do the best thing in accordance to the Bible and the leadership. You know, the prophet acts is so strong. Prophet words is so strong. But we have to learn it together, you know, to have this maturity. And it, it's sometimes is dangerous when you go and do without a cover, without someone doing some for you. We, we did crazy things there in our church, with crazy forms. I, I should never <laughs> did that uh, in my mind, you know. But when the Lord said, we did different things. And once the Lord gave us, I told to Pastor Drew, uh, a piece of wood and to dig in the earth. In the earth? Mm-hmm. The earth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we opened and Lord said to us, we will receive a sign when we do this. And we did it uh, when Brazil uh, celebrated 500 years. We were discovery in 1,500, and at the year 2000 was 500, Brazil was discovered. And when the Portuguese came to Brazil, they celebrate uh, uh, Mass? Catholic, Catholic Mass. Mass. Oh, yeah. a mass. Yeah. They celebrate a Mass, then they stole everything from the, the natives, uh-huh. and they take the lades, and they have sex with the lades. Uh-huh. This is the our roots. Our, oh. our root, you know? Oh, right, right. Then we went to the same place with this wood, a giant wood, and we put in the, God gave us this, we put in the earth this kind of wood, and inside this wood we have oil, we have words to redeem, redeem. The, wow. the earth, oh. and we have words. We say Brazil belongs to Jesus. Our we say sorry to native, mm-hmm. you know this kind of thing. And we put this, in, but we were there in like seventy pastors together praying and doing this, you know. And our pastor said, "We will see the earth answering us this act." You know, and in Brazil we don't have earthquake. Never, okay. never. never. Two hundred years, three hundred years without earthquake. This day, we did it at the earth. The day after, we had an earthquake there in Brazil. Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. it's it's, and the pastor said the earth will answer us. Receive it then. Nobody dies. No, it's a, it's a three point, two point, like, you know. But it's a sign. It's a sign for us, you know. And I will finish this. Sorry, Pastor, I did everything wrong. I, I, I will finish it this time with job forty-two two. It says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose, purpose of yours can be thwarted. You know, 
I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be toward. Then all the things that our leadership ask us to go in a battle, we believe God is giving to our leadership and we will go there and all the purpose will find a good answer in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Did you understand everything? Yes. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a miracle just now. <laughs>